<laughs> and welcome back to the Zero Credits Spooky Sleepover Seance. Here on Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things, or should I say, stock in the night. I'm Heinous Henry. And I'm John, who's in a surprising amount of legal hot water. <laughs> and together we're Heinous Henry and John, who is in a surprising amount of legal hot water, coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. So I know, I know Brad didn't technically speak to me, but I feel like his words coming from a court server are basically him speaking to me. Wait, so walk me through this, because we've been in this house for four weeks straight having Uh a sleepover. Mm-hmm. How are you served papers? I know. It seems like I easily could have avoided it, but there was a rap tap tapping at my chamber door and I opened it and a court server was there. Oh no. And did he say you shall stalk Brad nevermore? Uh in not not exactly the same words, but no. the spirit was there. Oh, oh, there was a spirit with the server. <laughs> yes, uh, it was the spirit of the law, I believe. Oh no, I hate when she comes rolling around with that blindfold. Blindfold, scales, sword. Sword, bumping into things. Yeah, you really should be careful if you're wearing a blindfold and carrying a sword. But I'm I'm in some legal trouble, but I'm just trying to put it out of mind. The trouble, or... Yeah, I'm trying to put the legal trouble... Out of mind, certainly. I tried everything, even what Rebecca with two K's demon Rebecca said. Uh, I didn't want to date Brad, obviously. But then when I started unhinging my jaw at him, I mean, I want to be Brad, but I don't want to go through the emotional work. Wait, you want to be Brad or be with Brad? Oh, I mean, be with Brad, of course. Of course, that's what I mean. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Um... Well, you know, let's just, we can try to get your minds off of it. We got these age-appropriate drinks. There's only, like, one, there's only one activity left for sleepovers, John, that we've been putting off all this time. Oh, wait, so we did the Harry Potter marathon. We did the makeover. We did karaoke. We have not done karaoke. We have not done karaoke yet. We We did Truth or Dare. Oh, we did Truth or Dare, another classic. Yeah. Uh, I keep suggesting karaoke, and you keep saying no. Okay, so the one thing that we've been putting off this whole time is karaoke. Right, and of course, since this is spooky seance time, we got to do spooky karaoke. (laughs) Spooky karaoke. Yeah, and so the rules are simple. Not Um, scary-oke? That's way better. (laughs) Scaryoke. The rules are simple, John. This is great. Um, we already have all, everything we need. We got the spirit board. Uh, we got the plectrum. We got uh, the scaryoke machine. Uh, so what you got to do is uh, you take the the plectrum in mm-hmm. your hands, and then I sit on your lap, uh-huh. and I take the plectrum in your hands, and we sing a song together. Uh-huh. Three and, times? Uh, three times. How, how could this go wrong? Yeah, I don't think this could possibly end in us summoning a demon, because just to let you know, I'm done with summoning demons. Good. I won't yeah, do that is, anymore. This is a totally different thing. This is karaoke with the word scare in front of it. 
Yeah, this is modified karaoke. Okay, I- I'm ready when you're ready. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm f- firmly in your lap. It's firmly. <laughs> is, that, is that how I should? I uh, whatever. <laughs> Let's not question it. It's a sleepover. It's a sleepover. All right. Hand on hand on hand. Hand on hand on hand. Here we go. We just got to sing at the same time. <laughs> we have to sing a short song at the same time. Right, three times. Yes. Okay. Do do are we like picking a song beforehand? It is karaoke. We should pick a song beforehand. Yeah. What what okay. song are you feeling? I got the book right here. Oh, let's see. Uh Tom's Diner, no. Uh Oh, what about uh that song that goes, "Man, I feel like a woman." Okay. <laughs> It's the only song I could think of. If you have a better <laughs> song, please let me know. Uh, let's, um, Horse With No Name? Oh, uh, sure. All right. Through the Desert on, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John no, Denver? no, 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 this song, this song from my childhood that, <laughs> it's about a horse with no name. Okay, okay, I see. You know, you know the one, it's, it's like, the horse doesn't have a name. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, that's the chorus. We'll do the verse. Ready when you are. All right, let's go. Uh, Why? Why? (laughs) No. No. Okay, that's the verse. Just, <laughs> what? Just as I remember. <laughs> Just as I remember. Uh, the nostalgia. Ho- why? Horse. No. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I thought this was simple karaoke. My heart. Oh, God. I thought I was the only one who owned America's Greatest Hits, but uh, yeah. Wow. That was a really good singing there. Wait a second. We didn't summon a demon, did we? Um, Well, not really a demon. Um, I'm actually a writer. Oh, okay. But I've been to hell, so... Um, <laughs> Wait, da- Dante? <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Inferno? I'm not that good. I didn't get Virgil with me. It was okay. it was, it was was Marshall, actually. Yeah, he's lesser-known Roman epi- epigrammist. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. okay, so, you know, we got the wrong demon, and we also didn't get a particularly high-profile, not even a demon, but a writer. <laughs> a writer, which... but not, not the famous one from... From the stories, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was it was more of a fellowship. I wasn't not actually dead myself. I, I just got. I don't know if you get awarded a fellowship or if you just uh, get sentenced to a fellowship in hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure which one is actually true. But uh, wait, so did you enter a, a like a contest? <clears throat> did you apply to this fellowship, or were they just like you're going to hell? You know, they just said I was going to hell. Yeah, I think uh, it might have been the bad writing. You know, they thought maybe it would improve. Um, there is a devil, you know, that I got assigned to, kind of like a workshop leader. Oh, uh, God. Titavillis. Mean, oh. I don't know if you've ever heard of that demon, but uh, Titavillis, he's, uh, he's the patron devil of typos. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I've <clears throat> heard of them. Yeah, he's yeah. a medieval yeah, uh, um, demon. And... Um, 
a bit of a taskmaster. Made me learn like conjunctive adverbs, stuff like that. It was uh, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. That sounds brutal. This sounds like the worst punishment of hell we've heard thus far. <laughs> wow. I mean, there was a camel in my class, so that kind of makes some of what you've been talking about a little bit bogus, I think. Uh, there's definitely oh. camels down there. <laughs> wow. Was you the... know, we're, we actually stand to learn a lot because demons are liars, and I feel like writers mostly are truthful. They do oh, tend yeah. to lie about their publication <laughs> history sometimes, but most writers I've met are are pretty truthful people. Yeah, yeah, writers are famous for telling the truth. Yeah, Absolutely. There's no say- yeah, no sayings about uh, using lies to tell the truth at all. Well, I like to call it speculative nonfiction. Yeah. There you go. Uh, ah, to make it yeah, yeah. truthful. Yeah. yeah. When uh, you lie, it's just speculative nonfiction. I like it. Uh, pray tell, demon scum, what is your name? Thus, so we can address you and thus have power over you. Wait, hold on. You're not a demon. You're a writer. He's not a demon. Okay, I'll back up. I'll back. I'll back Why, up. Pray tell, stop. writer should... scum, what uh, is I, your I, name? So yeah. we can have power over you. I, can I have the surname of scum, though? I'd like to keep that. If not the, okay. you know, not the first name. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Um, yeah, my name is is Andrew Scum. Andrew uh, Scum. Yeah. Andrew uh, Scum. Yeah. yeah, it sounds pretty good, actually. <clears throat> I think I knew the the lead singer in a post-punk band named Andy Scum once. So you might have stiff competition if he's still kicking around this old earth. This is possible. Um, yeah, post-punk. It's pretty popular. Um, your podcast is pretty popular in hell, too. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't know if that's How do we receive this information? <laughs> that's how I first heard it. It was uh, Nickelback and then they'll play Zero, <laughs> Zero Credits podcast. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're up it there. Was, yeah. I, it, was, uh, it, was, it was good, though. It was a nice reprieve. Yeah. It was, uh, I, it was pleasant. I think, uh, I think some people might not like being up there on any sort of list with Nickelback, but... Really, that's that's the most notoriety we've ever had. I mean, reach is reach, you know. <laughs> we wouldn't be the first creative people to have suddenly had a, a really toxic fan base and then embrace them and then they become our whole thing. And then we say, if this is what being canceled feels like, I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I just, I'm can... just tired of being silenced on this platform that we have complete control over. <laughs> I'm tired of being silenced as one of the most powerful creative voices in the world. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be negative credits, I guess, podcasts if, in hell. That's what they call you. Yeah. Oh, they call okay. us yeah. negative credits. Interesting. Yeah. I like yeah. that. So, wait, do we owe them credits? <laughs> or uh, in they're not big on the whole zero and positive integer thing, you know. All right. You know, it is. Weird, weird that they would strike out against zero since zero is, is neither positive or negative. That's yeah, you got to pick a side, man. You got to be, <laughs> be negative. You be, so I guess Make in heaven, dance. which we'll never get to uh, because of the camel thing, we'd be positive credits. I guess if they ever need to represent anything in hell, they just have to multiply a negative number times a negative number, and then they'll actually get the. No one liked that. Let's. What a math <laughs> joke. <laughs> We summon a writer who's been to hell, and you make a math joke. Well, there's a, a lot of math. Joke. There's a lot of math in hell. It's actually pretty <laughs> apropos, I would say. Not yeah. surprised. <laughs> really, not surprised.
Makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> well, I mean, Dante wasn't lying about the whole nine circles. In fact, hell's pretty much geometry. Yeah, just a lot of geometry. There's circles. circles. There's rhomboids. You know, there's a... Uh, oh, God, you know, who's that? Parallelograms, you know. It's just <laughs> dodecahedrons of hell. Oh, you know. God, these demons sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Satan in the center. It's actually Euclid. Yeah, he's in the center oh, of hell. Oh, yeah, that, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, the man made sense. of flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right. glad there are no rhomboid dodecahedrons <laughs> in hell. Oh, that or sounds like there... two of two of the things he just said. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Those, those shapes yeah. are, are there. Listen, uh, not all not all rhombuses <laughs> are. Well, all rhombuses are rhomboids, but not all dodecahedrons are rhomboid dodecahedrons. It's a real square <laughs> rectangle situation. I'm uh, right. Cool. <laughs> that sounds hellish. <laughs> I was in a line segment, so it makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's at least the, you have infinite possibilities. You stretch out infinitely in either direction. Yeah, it was a really long hallway. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds uh, like it. Yeah, but it was it was good. You know, as far as hell is so, concerned. Uh, so, Mister Scum, if I can call you that, <laughs> <laughs> please do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Andrew Scum. Uh, so you did this fellowship, this yeah. writing fellowship in hell. Uh, what kind of writing did you do there? Um. I didn't really write there. Yeah, you don't really. If you're a writer, you don't really write. Yeah. Um, oh. In fact, I think only people who don't call themselves writers write. Yeah. You can either be the noun or the verb. You can't be both at the same time. Is what I've been told. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're more of the noun writer. Yeah. Not the verb. <laughs> the, the verb to write writing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we did a lot of grammar. We uh, just did a lot of sentence diagrams, actually. It was a lot of that in hell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from about... my understanding, sentence diagramming is the, the peak <laughs> of the written word. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Every writer is, ex- aspires to be a great diagramist. Absolutely. Diagrammer? Yeah, actually, can you call me now Scum? Um, but then maybe my surname could be Grammaticus, maybe. <laughs> Grammaticus Scum. Okay, Grammaticus. so Andrew, Scarecrow, <laughs> Scum, last name Grammaticus. Yeah. This nice. name is getting increasingly both Baroque and awesome. <laughs> I heard you say scare quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're actually scare quotes. I think they're actually just quotation marks. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that should be grammaticus scum. <laughs> yeah. I think grammaticus in the ancient world just meant you could read and write. Uh, so I guess we could all get that surname, maybe. maybe. Okay. Um, just call me sure. Henry Grammaticus last name. <laughs> are we not our, our famously secret last name. <laughs> Uh, lion champions tamer? of champions of branding, <laughs> champions of branding, and that we have refused consistently to say our last names. I didn't realize that was a secret here, but how would I? You just summoned me, so how would I even know anything about? Look, that? I, I grew up in the '90s, and my parents told me to not give out my personal information mm. on the internet, and that's the only thing I ever listened to them about. 
Thankfully, you do a podcast every week where you have disclosed where you live, what your first name is, your marital status, the name of your pets, your mother's maiden name on multiple occasions. It's also this this podcast is listed on my LinkedIn. <laughs> not you, too tough, not too you, tough to find you. I'm not very well hidden, but I refuse to say my name. No, they you don't know a if lot you... of connection requests from real freaks. Yeah, they don't know if you're the second, the third, the first. They don't know. You know, I mean, it could be anyone. Yeah, it could be any one of those that you said. <laughs> any sort of suffix could be Esquire. Why are we, you know, let's let's expand. Uh, now, before we dox Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't realize that that was a, a part of a segue. <laughs> <laughs> what else could it I have been? I guess the before part. Oh, I just thought that was a that dependent did. clause and that we were <laughs> going to have the independent clause of doxing Henry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we dox Henry. <laughs> yeah. Let's dox Henry. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So you don't – <laughs> walk me through being a, a writer the noun. What is that – <laughs> Besides diagramming sentences, what 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 do you, what do you yeah, do? That's a good question. Um, Self loathing, I think, is pretty key. <laughs> uh, I think you have to be an egomaniac with a low self esteem. I think that's the best definition of a writer I've heard. Um, this is tracking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, might take one to know one, <clears throat> uh, but. Um, yeah, no, uh, what, what do we do? I don't know. Um, we think about titles, and sometimes we sketch down titles. Yeah, It's kind of like reading a menu, but never really ordering the food. It's more oh, pleasant wow. that way. That sounds truly yeah. hellish. <laughs> that, uh, that was hauntingly beautiful. I can't imagine a worse fate than reading the menu and not ordering anything. Well, then you don't feel bad afterwards, though. You know, you feel you, not having that kind of you know, overly full feeling afterwards. You're just constantly hungry. It's good. Yeah, it's pleasant. Yeah, I, I can relate because I've I've fallen into the trap now. Um, I should have never eaten fast food, but I have, and now I can't. I, I get these cravings for it, so I will ru- routinely open up the Grubhub app, <laughs> find a, a restaurant, fill my cart, and then just exit the app without ordering because <laughs> it's like I don't need this. What am I doing? And then I go make a sandwich from the food I already have. I was hoping you went to confession after that, but yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> this is like Grubhub Tantra. You never receive the food. Forgive me, Father. It has been one week since I did not close the app and ordered the Grubhub. I mean, you're like Gandhi, like sleeping with like young women, but not having sex with them. I mean, this is, uh, you're putting yourself, your temptation, man. This is, uh, some high, high spiritual, um, skill right here. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's all part of my training. Please, please do not look at <laughs> my ever expanding gut. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in hell, it says abandon all hope. People got that part, but they forgot the part that says um, hope of uh, making a living as a writer. It's more to the clause, but it, it got kind of cut out, I think. Well, it, it is a little bit clunky, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit abandon, more catchy. Yeah, abandon all hope, <laughs> comma, hope of 
making a living as a writer. It's got a real comedic structure to it. It's a real, it's a real not kind of thing. It gets you in the yeah. first half, and you're like, oh, right, yeah. All who enter here are full of hope, comma not. It's pretty much a mountain. There's a lot of m dashes. It's a really long sentence, but oh, yeah, I love a good m dash. It just got truncated to abandon all hope. Yeah. When someone crosses the threshold from writing, which we have discussed as a thing that people can do, to becoming yeah. a writer, which is something someone can be but cannot do, yeah, does that mean exactly. from the state of being a writer that you have written in the past and could potentially write in the future? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have okay, to stop okay. becoming a writer to write. Okay. Um, yeah, you have to. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, now, can you be a writer? And never have written is the question. I feel like. Um, oh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think most uh, high schoolers and middle <laughs> schoolers are all writers without ever, <laughs> ever have been. Anyone with a live journal or a zenga, they were all writers without having written. <laughs> I, I think was... I've talked to a number of unemployed people in bars <laughs> who are writers who have never written. <laughs> It's yeah. It's more about the thought of writing. That's kind of key to being a writer, really. Once you start doing it, you really become a hypocrite to the noun, really. Right. Um, yeah. You start really falling off the wagon of 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 being a a writer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, as as someone who has in the past identified as a writer. <laughs> I will say that uh, my favorite part of the writing process is the thinking. And uh, my least favorite part is the writing that shit down. Yeah. No, I, and having read some of your stuff, I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. You've read my work? <laughs> it's zero podcasts is, you know, published in hell. And, you know, it's your writing. It's also. You're, we've established you're not hard to find based <laughs> yeah. on the information that obviously people would have access to. Oh, so the no. demons doxed you. And oh, your, your work has proliferated amongst hell. Oh, am I well received in hell? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the devils love it. They think it's, you know, great punishment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So people are. So, so I have a readership. They might not want it, but I have one. <laughs> you're, you're like, uh, yeah, third grade. Yeah, you have a, you have a, four, you have a forced readership. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's the dream, though. My work has become assigned reading, meaning every year. Gotta get some. some you're not of that. gonna go out of print, my but You're not gonna go out of print. You're, yeah, you're doing get, really get, good over there. Yeah. Some of those royalties. I've never signed a contract, though. <laughs> Where's that money going? I'm pretty sure, what was it, Jeff or Beelzebub? One, one of them oh. tried to get you to sign a contract, right? Yeah, oh, Beelzebub no. did yeah. try to get okay. us. Oh, we actually we, we actually signed it. We actually did sign that. Well, we uh, tore it up, which in hell means you signed it, apparently. Yeah, right. Uh, so, unfortunately. Dang, all those royalties are going straight to hell. Yeah, it's kind of like a music contract. I feel like in the '90s, it means you're you're never going to make any money whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get a month of radio play, and then your <laughs> song's gonna disappear forever. But some random person in Arizona is gonna remember it. To start this <laughs> weird chain of trying to remember that song. That's that what they a- call the dream. It is, it is the dream. Fascinatingly, you'll get a month of radio plan, somehow be $300,000 in debt. I think it should probably be 
illegal <laughs> that uh, music contracts can put people in debt. I, I do not know how that is possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like selling something should always be a, a net positive. You're you're selling something. Although I would have to say, as a writer who has signed a contract before, if I had gone at the debt with the contract, I would have felt more successful than than just breaking even and not doing anything. It seems more lucrative, right? It means that you, you got some numbers, just negative, right? Yeah. As, <laughs> yeah. as we've discussed, the it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. Numbers are numbers. So I could, it, I could see that. Yeah. I could be someone saying, I'm $300,000 in debt. I really made it. Yeah. I really finally made it. Any sort of effect on your life is seen as positive because at least it was triggered through your writing. I, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the desperate attempt at writing, right? You want to feel a, a cause and effect or as, as in hell, they have a punctuation book called pause and effect uh, that they make you read. <laughs> it's all about commas. Uh, yeah. Hell <laughs> <It's> very... <laughs> notoriously from my understanding is uh, overrun with commas. <laughs> There are three, four, five <laughs> comma breaks in even the simplest, shortest sentence. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's actually a book about uh, punctuation use called uh, A Panda Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. Have you ever right. heard that one? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that's, of that one. That's kind of a clever one. Yeah. And you put the comma, you know, I, I guess if the comma is not after eats, um, it's normal. But if you put a comma after eats, it suddenly seems like it's a panda bear walking into a bar and killing people. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which uh, I would read the book that is about that literally. Uh, I, would, I would very much like a panda crime novel. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. What's, uh, what's everyone's idea. first introduction? Uh, let's eat grandma. Let's yeah. eat comma grandma. Versus oh, let's there we grandma. are. Yeah. Let's That's eat a good grandma. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So th- this is all triggering a memory that I had of a, a tweet I read uh, 13 days ago. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> a fever dream, to be sure. Uh, but uh, famous author Stephen King, you might have heard of him, uh, tweeted out randomly, it's simple, throw the style book out. If you hear a pause in your head, the comma goes in. See what I did there? If you don't, you don't. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize uh, Stephen King was on Twitter, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> prolific for getting into fights with people on Twitter. <laughs> um, the funny thing about this is in his second sentence, if you don't, you don't, there should be a comma after the first don't. Yeah. But he if, doesn't have one. If you don't, you don't. I think if you've published like 10,000 pages. <laughs> oh, you're going you're gonna to take, you're gonna take <laughs> prolific author Stephen King's side over me? <laughs> You dare side with legendary author Stephen (laughs) King in this debate? Uh, No, actually, no. I'm actually not a big fan of his. You know, he has a book on style. I think we had mentioned it. Right. You know, although I've never met you before, but, you know, maybe we had mentioned it before. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I actually had a student today actually mention it. Uh, We were. Uh, cause I also teach cause apparently writing is not an actual profession. Uh, <laughs> All right. It definitely doesn't sound like it from what we've talked about. The second end of the adage is 
abandon all hope, hope of making any money as a as a writer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to teach to make ends meet. Absolutely. Mean? But yeah, the student was interested in creative writing. I said, "Don't do that." And then he kept talking, and, uh, and then he mentioned uh, the uh, yeah Stephen King uh, composition book, and I was like, "Yeah, that guy has no idea what he's doing." No, I didn't say that actually. Uh, well, I mean, the first chapter is about getting hit by a van. So, <laughs> yeah, I, half of it is written uh, by by Richard Bachman. It's a real dark half situation. <laughs> like it's very dark. Uh, it's a good quote. Stephen King has a good quote. I think it's something like uh, boredom is the chemotherapy for writer's block. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a nice one where, again, it's like often we don't sit with our boredom. Right. And just as chemotherapy is terrible, it's also attempting to obviously eradicate, you know, um, the cancer. But similarly, boredom is the fact that, you know, it's going to be terrible. But at the same time, it's probably the only path forward if you actually want to write. Yeah. So it's kind of a convoluted uh, metaphor, but but a good one, I think. Wait, so is the advice there to be bored and that'll lead to writing? Yeah. Yeah, that writer's block. I mean, right? You know, I'm currently watching, uh, as I might have mentioned, uh, Teen Wolf, uh, the movie with Michael J. Fox, and that is uh, the opposite of boredom because uh, I've escaped my boredom through watching Netflix, right. uh, as opposed to embracing my boredom, which actually might lead me to uh, to write. Yeah. There was at the beginning of I don't know if anyone's heard about this. Uh, I don't want to get into if this is news to anybody, but there was a there is a global pandemic happening. What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> uh, I I know that Andrew has been in hell for a while, but yeah, yeah, wow. Where have I been? <laughs> I don't want to catch anyone up. You know, go to go to the BBC, go to Twitter. I'm sure you'll get caught up in a few hours. Uh, but Stephen thing... King tweeted about. It. <laughs> <laughs> See, just go backwards through Stephen King's Twitter all the way back to February of 2020. And you should be pretty well informed. You'll also learn a lot of stuff about J.K. Rowling that you will not have wanted Mm. to learn. Mm. Uh, But early on in the pandemic, uh, people kept going to this uh, kind of philosophical standard that the first thing you should learn how to do is be alone with yourself. Be bored. Don't don't distract yourself, especially when you're like processing trauma or trying to make art. Uh, And I think that is definitely true. Boredom sucks and I hate it. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know distraction is kind of the death of creativity yeah it's a there's a i think it's an octa octagon of uh, boredom and and hell you know one of the oh, yeah. many shapes everywhere yeah um but yeah no i agree boredom uh, uh, seems to be the the whip that uh seems to get things done absolutely yeah th- there's a there's a company out there and uh they make word processors so it's literally just like a digital typewriter, but it can't connect to the internet. It can't do a search or anything. I think they might have like a built-in spell check dictionary thing. Uh, but other than that, all you all you can do on it is write. And uh, those things are expensive, so I don't have one. <laughs> but, I, you know, if, if you want to change from the noun writer to the verb writing... <laughs> Then uh, yeah, uh, don't like, I guess <laughs> spend a lot of the money you don't have on one of those <laughs> things. 
I don't want to verb that noun, you know, that's, that's, that's too much. I, I prefer to be a gerund, you know, a verb turned into a noun, uh, as, as you might know from being in hell where they whipped you with grammar. <laughs> where they teach you what a gerund is. <laughs> yes. That's day one stuff in hell, I would imagine. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I was always a big fan of the uh, Cormac McCarthy style guide, which is uh, <laughs> short uh, and very brutal. <laughs> A lot of people are shot in the face in that style guide, and there's nary any punctuation in it. Well, uh, yeah, except for periods. When you get to the chapter where the, that family is feasting on the punctuation, you find out why. Yeah, and he's a genius. <laughs> All the pretty horses, Blood Meridian. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like the yeah, Blood Meridian is so much different from uh, what is the one where. Uh, the road, yeah. The I road, the yeah. road, yeah. That was actually so weird for him um, as a style, uh, stylistically. Yeah, that was that would make Stephen King, I feel like, happy. That book. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would make yeah. parts of Stephen King very yeah. happy. Well, like, if I, if nothing else, this podcast is about making Stephen King happy. That's all we want to do. But I will say, yeah, the first Dark Tower book, The Gunslinger, is very much like The Road, and that there's nothing but the journey. There's, yeah. there's nothing else. Yeah, I haven't read a lot of Cormac McCarthy. Um, they did not teach him in hell. Uh, it was more, oh. you know, oh. Patterson, um, <laughs> people like that. Grisham. <laughs> yeah. Patterson, Grisham. Dan Brown, very Dan popular. Brown. Uh, <laughs> right. Dean Koontz, actually. There's a lot of Dean Koontz in hell. So you could get close to Stephen King if you wanted. There's uh, every Michael Lewis <laughs> book that isn't Moneyball. <laughs> Yeah. What, what's the name of that? Oh, I, oh I, why did I bring him up? That Western writer? Uh, Elmore Leonard? Let's say yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a cowboy, you know, cowboy drama yeah. writer who something. Oh, I, yeah, well, I he's know. there too. <laughs> okay. yeah, he's very popular. Yeah. yeah, they Everyone just know they just name. know him as the cowboy. They don't even say his name over there. Yeah, he's got one of those like you know, it's like Clint Eastwood, but it's that's definitely <laughs> not the name. But it's definitely not Elmore Leonard, right? I have no idea who that is. Okay. <laughs> he, he writes a lot of uh, western, wrote a lot of uh, western genre fiction. The uh, exceptional uh fx series justified was based on his oh work. really actually oh uh, you're thinking of timothy oliphant <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. prolific writer timothy oliphant <laughs> he wrote uh all of deadwood from my understanding just by being in it right exactly he just walked up on set and said we should do a show about cowboys and they were like yeah and then it happened <laughs> it happened just like that and then we should have accents so no one can understand what we're actually saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ralph well, Innocent you... did the same thing with The Witch. He was like, what if we <laughs> were completely incomprehensible? <laughs> Particularly me, Ralph Innocent. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the first 10 minutes of The Witch was definitely uh, trying to dial my ears into what was being said. And just only kind of vaguely getting what was going on. And then there was a witch. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's pretty clear what's happening. <laughs> yep. Anya Taylor, Joy. Mm. I have not watched The Witch, actually. I oh, well, spoilers. 
Yeah, it's only a spoiler if I'm going to watch it. And there's a, there's a <laughs> witch. There is a witch, and Anya Taylor Joy is in it. Anya. And Ralph Innocent is uh, incomprehensible. Really, there's no reason to watch the movie anymore. We've <laughs> given away the entire plot. Uh, the witches was terrifying. That that did terrify me. Was uh, that the Roll Doll remake? Yeah, so that with wasn't... Angela Houston, where yeah, yeah. I heard it wasn't very good. Well, there's the one scene where the witches, where you first see their faces, where it's kind of like they're you know they take off their masks and you know they're basically uh, bald and you know uh, uh, I don't know witchy. They're carnivores. Uh, you know, they ver- look very Nosferatu. Uh, I remember as a kid being like, oh, my God, that's grownups. They're all Nosferatu. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, every day I look in the mirror and I don't see my reflection. And I'm like, you're getting more and more like Nosferatu. <laughs> every day. Every, every day. day. As someone who did go prematurely bald at a young age, I Nosferatu'd <laughs> up very quickly. <laughs> At least your ears aren't getting pointier. Wait, this, he's got pointy ears, right? <laughs> what, Nosferatu's? Yeah, yeah. He's got like a bat. He's got that like pointy ear thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Long fingers. Yeah, it was basically they wanted to do Dracula, but they didn't get the rights. So they did Nosferatu. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's and a, now uh, anyone can do a Dracula. It's public domain now. Put Dracula in, in your stories, folks. That's right. <laughs> Public if, you domain. Are, if you are writing but not yet a writer, put Dracula. <laughs> Listen, these are free ideas, folks. Dracula yeah. versus Sherlock Holmes, both in the public domain. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, wow. Dracula, yeah. Sherlock Holmes versus H.P. Lovecraft. Not any of his stories, but the author. <laughs> Just nice. the author. works are largely in the public and, domain. And then there'll be a Cthulhu Ex Machina that comes in at the uh, end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Old yeah. one Ex Machina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Well, I feel I uh, I would be remiss. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've got a writer in our midst. I, I need to ask, what's the scariest book you've ever read? Yeah, I don't really read, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you're a reader then. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a writer and a reader, I guess, in that way. All right. Uh, I'm yeah. also like a, a, good, a good person. <laughs> uh, I'm a lot of nouns, yeah. Uh, but not a lot of verbs. Uh, yeah. Pretty much a static entity, really. Uh, at one time I read. Uh, no, let me think about God, it's funny. Yeah, no, I never really read a lot of scary like horror stuff. I feel like I watched more horror movies, but right. I feel like the genre of reading horror fiction, I, I don't know. I think it's harder to write horror fiction, right? Because, I mean, you don't get the obvious kind of, you know, what do you do? All caps, you say boo? I mean, <laughs> You flip the page. I mean, there's a way. In, it's hard to have so you know scare someone as far as like something popping out in a book, unless you're like literally yeah. a pop out book, which would be good. That would be. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like horror writing is more about adding tension, adding uneasiness, um, making like the hair on the neck stand up on end, but not not like the hard and fast like boo jump scares. Yeah, I feel like Beowulf to me is like a is like an ancient horror uh, yeah. poem in a way, you know. 
You know, you got the, you know, Grendel's actually pretty scary. You never get to see him. Uh, you know, he's never totally described and he just comes in, eats people. Um, his mom's even more terrifying. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, that's a weird way. Uh, it seems like a ancient horror story that they would tell each other. Um, whenever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, and there was, the, uh, yeah. no, I feel like what you were going to say has more substance, Henry. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> all I was going to say is that the, the horrific third part where the hero gets killed by a dragon for no reason. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, An important I, part of any horror story. I, I think so. It's, you, can't, you can't win all the dragon fights. You know, that's way too optimistic for the uh, British, you know. Uh, this is Germanic pessimism, man. You got you to gotta realize you're going to fight and still lose at the same time and, and uh, still want to fight. <laughs> is is uh, that the takeaway from Beowulf? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You, 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 you have to fight. That's but like, you might lose. No, 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 not might lose. You will lose. Oh, and, uh, great. <laughs> I mean, that's all of Germanic mythology right there. I mean, that's hmm. that's you know, that's 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 Thor, that's Odin, that's all of it. Wow. Um so I actually had I took a class on Beowulf actually when I was in grad school because that was I don't know, it's a thing you do if you're really bored and you're not writing because you don't want to actually be a verb. Uh so I <laughs> Uh, and he ingrained into our heads the first couple lines of, 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 of Beowulf. So I can, I, can, I can recite to you now Old English if you want. If you want to hear the first couple lines of Beowulf, I can, oh. as a demon, <laughs> recite it for you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have to now. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a terrible host if you said no to this. <laughs> no, let's move on. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're pressed for time. And then I would be like, wait, can I do Chaucer instead? Like, what, what do you want? <laughs> I'll, I'll raise you the first bit of the uh, the Our Father prayer in Old English. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe now, not. you do uh, Sir Godwin and the Green Knight, and I'll, I'll start with that. <sighs> See, I, I, I oh, didn't God. memorize that one. That wasn't an option. Uh, it, it was either the first two lines of Beowulf or the Our, Our Father, and I went for the shorter text. Oh, you're not joking. Okay, great. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm, this is real. Oh, I, I love it, actually. It's, right. been a, it's been a really long time, but this is real. All right, we'll see if we can summon it. Um, should I go first or you want to go first? Uh, you know, what, what would a good host do here, John? Uh, I think a good host would... <laughs> I think Andrew's promise was first, so Andrew would go first. Then right. you would go. And no matter what you do, it's going to be kind of a letdown because it'll be an also-ran, but you just have to be okay with it. It's also going to be a letdown because I can remember like maybe four out of the 20 words. Uh-oh. That's all right, though. Uh, I think actually maybe if I start talking, you'll you'll remember. It'll come back to you like a, like a language lost inside of you. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So... <clears throat> Hwat we gardenan yard dagum theud kaninga throom yafrunan hu the avalingas ellen fremadon. Just somehow that stuck in my head. You wow. know, it's just stuck in there. First couple lines. Uh, don't ask me what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I heard night in there. Uh, well, the hwat part, the hwat part is just what or like so, I guess, right? It right. just means like. Let's start this. You know, in fact, you should start your podcast. I feel like every single time with what, which just means again, like shut up and listen, you know? Yeah. No, the, yeah. There was a recent uh, translation kind of breakthrough where uh, uh, it, it, the revelation was that that line is shouted that that what mm. to get yeah. the entire attention of a room as though like someone is 
about to tell this tale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But no, I thought I heard like a, um, a, a connect in there for, for night. Yeah. Who the Adelingos? I mean, Adelingos are like princes. Uh, Yeridagum, I think is like, God, I don't know actually more. I think kingdom. I don't know. It's all about, yeah. you know, the weird thing about Beowulf, I feel like it starts with a red, red herring. It's all about like some other king begins with someone else. And you're like, wait, is this about Beowulf? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the person speaking really wanted to tell the Beowulf tale, but he had to lure them in. Like, I got a new tale. Y'all. For real, for real. The first three lines going to bring you in. And then he's like, but really, this is the tale of Beowulf again. Yeah, then when they get to like the meat hall, it's like, ah, oh, damn it, it's Beowulf again. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> We're being tricked. <sighs> Uh, yeah. All right, so all I remember is three words. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it, it, I, just, I remember heaven is heffenum, which is yeah. always stuck with me. It's like Father Ure, something, something on heffenum. Hallowed be thy name, and something like that. Yeah. Is that like Cadman's hymn, or is it just uh, Our Father? like the Just prayer? the Our Father. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, yeah. And uh, I took the history of the English language class as an uh, undergrad, and we had to record ourselves in Old English and Middle English, which I sucked at. And then we skipped the <laughs> modern English recording <laughs> because he's like, no, you guys can, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think mean, Old English is pretty vibrant in hell, actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. They, they speak that. They speak only dead languages in hell. It's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. They figure if you're dead, you might as well be speaking a dead language. Yeah. I that feel like, yeah. yeah, I feel like any language spoken by the dead is a dead language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a symmetry there. You know, again, since they're so big into geometry, the symmetry is pretty big. In hell. <sighs> I hate the fact that they're so big into <laughs> geometry. <laughs> The other You're stuff going there, I, we signed a contract. I, I could uh, handle. I could handle the other stuff, the jam and the jaws unhinging, and mm-hmm. the, the the various <laughs> tortures and the weird corporate structure of it all. But the revelation that it's math and geometry based <laughs> is just oh god, really? Yeah, pretty rough. Pretty rough. I uh, didn't know my dying act would be going to a place where my geometry teacher was right. I had one positive math uh, experience in my life, which I was terrible at math my entire life. And then when I was in college, uh, I was put into a math class. I didn't realize I had to take math, even though it was an English major. And so they put me in the jock class. Like I didn't realize how remedial the class I was in. And then I realized one day someone raised their hand and they were like, what's that sign on the board? And it was before a number and it was a negative sign. No, and they had never no. seen a negative sign before. And I was, I looked around and I was just like, Oh my God. I was like, how did no. I get in this class? And then I was also like, this is amazing. I was like, this is for one, you know, I was king for a day, you know, I was, or king for a semester. In fact, someone tried to, ch- someone tried to cheat on me and I was so just like flattered because I had never, <laughs> never would someone cheat on me in math, you know? So someone was wow. cheating on me. And I was like, this is wonderful. I, I made my space, you know, I made it more clear what I was writing. You wrote know, <laughs> big looping characters with strong choreographed hand movements. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah, I felt so good about that. But that was the last time. I have um, a, a somewhat related story, but uh, you will, uh, no one on this podcast will like me because I love math. Uh, <laughs> I like math a lot. But uh, in college, I was a, a computer science and mathematics major. Uh, fun guy but when I switched <laughs> to finance 
they were like, you have to take business calculus. I'm like, I've taken through calculus three, linear algebra, all this stuff. They're like, yeah, but it's not business calculus. And I took it and it was the most shooting fish in a barrel <laughs> class I have ever Wait. been in in my entire life. Well, was it about how to monetize calculus? <laughs> it had nothing to do with business. It was just remedial calculus. Oh, we were no. we were talking about rates of change in a graph and... I turned in my paper and I'd like calculated the derivative and uh, the professor correctly, by the way, this is how professors should grade. They're like, that's not a thing we teach in this class. So I'm not grading you. <laughs> you got the right answer, but it's not actually part of the curricula because we never teach you how to calculate a derivative in this class, <laughs> which I was mad about at the time. And now I realize is uh, totally fair and how that professor should have done it probably. <laughs> yeah, um, I it didn't... was, uh, it was great. Oh, yeah. I, I think we should all, I think that would actually be better than Prozac would just be take whatever you're actually good at and go put you, I mean, if I went to a kindergarten class, I, I don't know, it would be a pick me up, right? Why would I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think that yeah. would actually be more effective for me. Be like, wait, I know things. I feel like yeah. there, sh- yeah, there should be a place where you can go where you can like for maybe a day or a couple hours, just turn on like an easy mode and yeah. just just wipe the floor with some people trying their best. <laughs> yeah. We be should great. all have a moment where we feel like a savant for an hour. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's me explaining how Microsoft word works to my <laughs> 70 year old coworkers. <laughs> the problem there is an, ex- an exceptionally large power gulf exists between these people who don't know what a PDF is and you, and they are in power. Yeah, no, uh, for, for a, a, the briefest of seconds, I feel like a god explaining that you can highlight the, the rows in, in Excel, right-click and click unhide, and then they can see everything. And then the next second, they're like, all right, well, now do some work. And I'm like, but I just showed you fire. <laughs> Worship me. <laughs> Worship me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need to make it seem like it takes a lot longer. You need to oh, yeah. turn that into like a five-hour thing. Be like, look, it's going to take me a while to convert this PDF to a, a Microsoft Word document. This is actually uh, a long yeah. process. Take me probably all day. They don't know. Yeah. I do a little bit of that. Everything I do has like a, a good three hours baked into it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm currently in a position in my life where I'm moving from uh, knowing everything and being able to like really milk that uh, to a new job where everyone's real smart and it, you get a real charge out of talking to them. Uh, but they're pretty much as smart or smarter than you, which is terrifying. There, there's no there's no easy assignments in my current job so far. Uh, so yeah. don't do what I've done. Stay, stay among the idiots if you can. No, I, I want to challenge myself every day so I can become a verb. There yeah, you go. Yeah, it's it's good to be a predicate. Absolutely, absolutely. Better uh, a predicate than a predator. That's what I always say. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I meant, I, I mean, I guess I meant like sexual predator, something that's never good to be. Yeah. Do you I, want I to be a re- sexual predicate? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What does that entail? <laughs> What's a predicate? <laughs> it's a verb play, verb phrase plus a noun phrase. Obviously, Henry. Oh, have, duh, have, you not, have you not been to hell? <laughs> no, no, I haven't not been yet. to the workshops. I, I, they denied me. 
Yeah, they do transformational grammar over there. It's Noam Chomsky all day in, in yeah. hell. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah. They said my writing didn't affect enough change, positive <laughs> or negative, so they would not have me. You were a net zero as yeah. far as writing goes. It's true. Oh god. Well, I, so you're not a bit. Uh, you're not a reader, so you're you're not going to supply us with the scariest <laughs> story. Beowulf, plenty scary. Valid answer. For well, let sure. me let me throw it on you though. I'm, I'm curious. Oh god, uh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Of all the demons, this is truly the most devilish. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> to be asked a reci- to be asked with reciprocity the same question you asked someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Who could imagine such a thing would happen? I never foresaw this happening. <laughs> the evil. Yeah, I do it to my students. This great move where they ask a really smart question and I don't know the answer. So I say back to them, what do you think? Oh, classic uh, professor yeah. move. Yeah, you, can, you can also open it up to the class. Like, what do you all think? Like, Absolutely. Let's crowdsource this. Now it's a discussion. Yeah, I like to outsource knowledge yeah. in general. All right, ask your question, Mr. Scum. <laughs> Uh, that's grammaticus uh scum to you <laughs> right i'm sorry on uh yeah what's uh what's the story that i'm mean, actually now now i've actually thought about it i have a couple answers but i want to hear yours first uh what's oh, a scary okay. story yeah uh the turning of the screw oh yeah was it henry james people, yeah i was gonna say henry james yeah yeah was it scary because you wondered if there would ever be a plot it was scary because I was wondering when the ghost was going <laughs> to appear. <laughs> I was told in high school, I read this in high school, that it was a ghost story. And I got excited because I was like, oh, cool, finally something with some substance. And then it's, it's a lot of just governessing, you know, just being a governess. It's a lot of babysitting. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I, I agree. Henry James terrifies me. Like he literally, yeah. I, I begin reading and be like, is there a story here? And yeah. there almost never is. It's always a ghost story because it's like it's dead. It's not there. Oh, I like that. I like a yeah. ghost story being a story that's dead yeah. and not a story about a ghost. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. What about uh, the lottery? I feel like with Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, didn't we all read that like in middle school or high school? Do you remember that at all? That one was yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty scary. Wait, yeah. has, any, has anyone read uh, Those Who Walk Away from Omelas? Oh, that's a great story. Yeah. That's a good scary story. Yeah, uh, I guess who, it is. So it's like so it's like Ursula K. Le Guin, who actually wrote Harry Potter before Harry Potter. I mean, she wrote these... Wizard the of Earthsea books. books. Yeah, yeah, right. Which were kind of like wizard schools, you know. I mean, I guess it wasn't wizards going through puberty, but it was basically wizard schools and they were kids. Uh, yeah, she wrote Aragon before Aragon. Yeah. Well, yeah, there we are. That's another good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the whole plot of that one is that, yeah, I mean, the interesting part is like it's basically let's do the question of ethics, of utilitarianism. Let's say the question of um, – <clears throat> Yeah, would you be okay with, you know, maximizing well-being if, if one person suffered and that kind of right. made, like every, if everyone else was happy because of one person's suffering. And mm-hmm. so like there's a story where like this whole city is basically almost like is, is empowered by the suffering of this one poor kid. Who's, like, it's stuck a ch- in yeah, a and it's, yeah. yeah. It's specifically a child too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, to catch John up, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to catch me up on the lottery. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, on uh, Omelas, uh, there's this utopia city, but um, everything is so wonderful. But if you ever wonder why it's so wonderful, you'll be escorted to a basement where you will see <laughs> this grungy 
deprived. Oh, this sounds familiar to me. I see. Yes. Child. And then you're given the choice. You can go back to living and your utopia or you can leave because you can never unknow that just, you know, that, that all of your utopia, all of the perfect life you have hinges on this one child suffering. Hmm. I, uh, I like it. It, it was perfected. I believe in, in 2009's the purge. (laughs) 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 I mean, I don't mean to, uh, to cast Uh, aspersions on, uh, the fiction you describe, but I believe, uh, the purge. I get it. I get it. This purgeons. Yeah. Yeah. A great, a great piece of literature. Oh yeah. The purge purge part three. I think, I think really they got their footing finally on the, Oh yeah, uh, not the sequel, but the <laughs> triquel. What I love about the Purge is that it's so close to having politics that are really right on, <laughs> and it's like a hair's breadth away from really saying something, and they never do. They, you, you have movies that could be like the most widely watched criticisms of late stage capitalism and they never commit. They get right there and they never commit. It's amazing. The, the fascinating thing about The Purge is that it's a TV show now. Is it really? On FX. Uh, wow. What? I had no idea. Yeah. So I, I wonder if this t- television show, I, I don't have to wonder too much, but I wonder if this television show will dive into the deeper implications <laughs> of the, the premise. And we all know it's not going to. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, absolutely not. Given the option to actually explore something interesting, I, The Purge has never delivered <laughs> No, I, uh, yeah. I was just gonna say, yeah. I think that's why they get money, yeah, to make the film. <laughs> yeah, they. I think that if they actually started saying that uh, that uh, middle and upper class society is built on the backs of killing the poor, I think that probably studios would not uh, give them a ton of money. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll rapid fire my scariest books yeah. for fun. Okay. Uh, in terms of short stories, I really like the work of Thomas Ligotti. He wrote Teatro Grotesco, which is a yeah. collection of short stories. His work really heavily influenced the first season of True Detective, uh, which is the only good season of True Detective. Yes. Uh, but it's quite good. Uh, Filmed in my hometown. Really? Really? Yep. Let's dox you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh I think in terms of like full books, House of Leaves, it's a pretty basic oh. answer. I think House of Leaves is genuinely, truly, yeah. truly terrifying. But the How one could that I forget? I, the one that I think is probably the strangest book that terrified me is as a teenager, the first like scary, the, the first book that truly terrified me was Rebecca uh, by Daphne du Maurier. How many K's is in that? Uh, two C's, actually. Oh, okay. Phew. Uh, anyone anyone here read Rebecca? No. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know that it's a... It's it's widely considered like a relatively good book. It's had a lot of film and television adaptations, one pretty recently. But it's just about the governess of this house marrying the lord of this house and then trying to <laughs> fill course. the shoes of her predecessor, whose name was Rebecca. But it's... Right. But she's just trying to like make... She's trying to be as good as this person. And really, the book is about not being able to live up to your ideas of anyone. Uh, But it is written in this really disturbing, mysterious way that just really freaked me out. And I don't know why. It is not an 
objectively frightening book, but the way that it was written, uh, whatever it was when I was a teenager, just really, really freaked my shit out. I don't know why. Well, it sounds wow. a bit like Turn of the Screw. I mean, sounds like a yeah. better Turn of the Screw. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the plot. Of, like, there's a new governess, and yeah. she keeps hearing about the old governess and how yeah, great exactly. she was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, that is basically exactly the plot of Rebecca. <laughs> Every scary story in literature is about a governess. <laughs> yeah. And that was um, the author of House of Leaves was Mark Z. Turn of the Screws. I don't know where I'm trying. I don't know what I'm trying to. I can't believe I forgot House of Leaves, a book that when I read it, I did not sleep until I finished. Oh, wow. Which was only two days because I had to shotgun it. I had to. I like went into work after reading half of it. My boss took one look at me and said, you look like you have the flu. And I was like, yeah, the flu, that's what I have. And he sent me home and all I did was finish house of leaves. And then I slept for like 16 hours. Was it more like the, I mean, it's like a riddle that you have to untangle kind of thing or. It was an inexplicable growing nine dread. Wow. Kind of from not ha- not understanding what was going on and just wanting to understand, um, but also just because of the way that this the entire thing is written, it's just tension and tension and tension and tension and tension, and then you just die of a heart attack before you finish reading the book. Mm. Yeah, I recommend it if you've, you've never read it. Uh, <laughs> it sounds very appealing. <laughs> I've got yeah. a copy. I can send it to you. I, actually, I have to send a copy to somebody because if I don't, in seven years, I will die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't usually read horror. I don't know. It's a bit uh, – I don't know. I feel like life is terrible enough. I, I just After yeah. doing the fellowship in hell and coming back here and not being able to tell the difference between the two places, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I always feel like Halloween. I was like, I just want to dress up like a, I don't know, a duck or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> something not scary like a duck. Yeah. 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 In fact, that's to uh, to anticipate one of your potential questions. <laughs> Wait, don't don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> We have we have a list of questions we got to get through. You know, there is a fear called uh, anatodiphobia. It is the the fear that a duck somewhere, someplace is watching you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually knew that. I didn't know the name, but I knew once yeah. you brought it up that it was going to be the duck was watching you. I thought it was going to be is thinking about you, which is... Uh, <laughs> that is a bit more terrifying, yeah. 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 <laughs> the duck no. cannot see me, but it remembers me and it thinks of me often. A duck remembers how I smell, which is <laughs> the yeah. worst. Somewhere, someplace, a duck is longing for you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if we don't have an episode title yet, that's got to be it. <laughs> Uh, well, I feel like I, I would I, I would rue this chance to, to to finally get a definitive answer to this question because we have pulled every yeah. person and demon we've summoned, <laughs> and I know I know you're abreast of all the latest information, and I know you you know what I'm gonna ask. Um, <laughs> are you aware that they're making a Super Mario movie, uh, Grammaticus Scum? 
Yeah, apparently you summon demons to ask them the most important question of all. Yeah. What do you what do you think of it? <laughs> what do you think of this this notion that they're cast Chris Pratt to play perhaps the most famous plumber of all time? Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Uh yeah, I should hope he is. Um perhaps. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's so many other roles I would have wanted to play like uh, Lemmy or Iggy or Roy Jr. or Wendy. Oh, yeah. All of Bowser's kids, you know? I mean, it's so many the- star roles, you know? To get Mario, I actually feel like he must have bombed the audition and they were like, we'll give you Mario. Right. You know? You know? I mean, we're not going yeah. yeah. to give you the uh, honor of playing Roy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Winged Koopa number three was, um, was taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I kind of feel Kevin bad for Hart him. is uh, already playing Ludwig. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Wait, who's who's playing Ludwig? Uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, 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 great. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I always did wonder, like, where is Mrs. Bowser? I mean, where? I mean, because he kidnaps Peach, and then he has all these kids, and it just leaves you <laughs> later on wondering, like, where did these kids come from? What happened here? I think so, everyone's on the same page in saying that. Bowser has really palpable newly divorced dad energy. He he really wants somebody else in his life. He's got all these kids that he has to yeah. take care of. Sometimes, sometimes he doesn't have to take care of them. They don't show up in all the games. Uh, yeah. But yeah, strongly divorced. Yeah. I get from Bowser. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. He, do, he doesn't kidnap Peach because he he wants her affection. He just wants somebody to watch these kids. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't realize babysitters exist. Well, I always, I mean, I always feel weird because like Bowser Jr. doesn't realize he has like nine step, you know, like brothers. Oh, yeah. You know? It is really uh, weird. Uh, you yeah. know, they just kind of erased that from the history. But it's like, dude, you, you have a lot of brothers and siblings. So you don't it was an odd choice to create a Bowser Jr. when like nine <laughs> Koopa kids <laughs> already exist. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't use any of these uh you know <laughs> none of them fit the bill yeah it's like we want to just pick one and then uh shigeru miyamoto was like well you can't just pick one <laughs> the others would feel left out right i i need to create <laughs> he needs to create a wholly new child <laughs> yes i don't know it's gotta be it has to be that the eight or nine children are from Bowser's first marriage. Mm. Bowser Jr. is from his most recent marriage. He's I an only so. child, so he right. feels entitled. He's the protagonist in his own story. He doesn't think these other kids matter. And now, of course, Bowser is divorced once again. And he refuses to admit that he is the problem. <laughs> he keeps ending up with custody, which is the like the surprising part. <laughs> Listen, he's very well to do. He's got all those castles. Yeah, they drafted some pretty, he some owns... pretty medieval prenups. He gets to keep everything. He just has the resources. Yeah, I never I thought about it. it, but yeah, Bowser is royalty. He must be royalty. He's got all those castles, like you're saying. King Koopa. Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, speaking of your Marxist proletariat there, I mean, we got the plumber going <laughs> against the, the robber baron that is Koopa. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. I mean, that, yeah. That's what Shigeru Miyamoto is trying to get us to say. <laughs> we, we've all been radicalized from a very early age. 
Listen, it was it was set up very clearly in capital that the proletariat must fight the bourgeois and yeah. then must compete against Sonic the Hedgehog at the Olympic <laughs> Games. Yeah, yeah, the proletariat must compete in a a range of sports that don't make sense. Sonic can run faster than this than the speed of sound. Why is he in a foot race? Oh, that was, I mean, but that was like your environmentalism. You got your, you know, you got your <laughs> Marxism and your uh, Mario. And then you got with Sonic, you got your environmentalism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah destroy Just, the robots to free uh, the, the, the little bunnies within. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah why, all good, why, all good are, stuff. why is, why is the world so, <laughs> Why is he turning bunnies into robots? <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, hold up. Let me let me ask you the question: If you could turn bunnies into robots, <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't I you? guess? I just feel like you're just asking to be attacked by a blue hedgehog. <laughs> it's uh, it's that perennial uh, Ultimate Spider-Man <laughs> panel, right? When he's confronting the evil the truck, and he's he, like, "You oh. could you could cure cancer." He's like, "I don't want to cure cancer. I want to be a dinosaur." <laughs> Right, yeah, the, the, the yeah, good old doc. Yeah, for yeah. for context, the dinosaur, <laughs> the doctor is turning people into dinosaurs, oh, yeah, yeah. and, and Spider Man is questioning his motives. <laughs> is his is his clever name Lizard or just Lizard Man? Or there's a the Lizard. Of there's Spider-Man a the Lizard. Or... Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't don't quite remember the villains. The villain was a truck in this one. Interestingly, most of the Spider-Man villains are either, uh, usually they're academics, almost entirely they're academics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or uh, even oh. the evil businessmen he fights other than Kingpin, real real academic science-minded people. Oh, yeah, yeah there's that famous mm-hmm. la- la- lane, famous line in the first Spider-Man where uh, Norman Osborn goes, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, everyone remembers this line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Willem Dafoe, come on! <laughs> I feel like from the first movie, who, who's the guy who plays? Uh, God, what's um, what's the guy who's playing his best friend who becomes uh, Green Goblin? That's uh, James Dave, Franco. Yeah, Dave James Franco. Franco's brother. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like they keep asserting it's like such bad writing because they keep asserting like I'm your best friend Peter and it's just like we have had no evidence that yeah. you're actually friends in this movie at yes. all you seem to not know each other at all and they keep saying over and over like I'm your best friend yeah. it's like I, uh, yeah. maybe show don't tell well, one of my favorite things about uh, movies is when the characters explain everything that they should already know like <laughs> My brother of 15 years, what are you doing here? <laughs> As you know, you're my mom. <laughs> uh, One of my favorite a, tropes. That would be a good prank to pull on people, though. It's like to do like a, a test where it's like, okay, Henry, today you have to basically narrate as if you're in a movie. And so like yeah. when you're talking to people, you're constantly as if other people are listening, introducing them. <laughs> right. And to see if other people get to the point where like, why are you adding this extraneous like exposition? What are you yeah. doing? I, I loved I, whenever I introduce Jamie to people, I'll say like, "This is my wife of two years," and like they'll, they'll be like, "Yeah, we know, we've been friends." I'm like, oh, okay, well, so I you're already you know. doing that. I see. It's my favorite thing. Uh, nice. All right, I feel like it's time to ask you the question you've been waiting to answer. 
Mr. Andrew Grammaticus Scum. I think it was Scum Grammaticus, right? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> what? Are you? Sh- I thought Grammaticus was in quotes. No, Scum was. Grammaticus is official. Scum is. Who's taking notes? Scum is uh, tested, <laughs> I believe. I thought Scum was the surname. Uh, Scum was once the surname. Now it is an affectionate <laughs> nickname. Okay. Well, I don't know anything. <laughs> what was your worst Halloween costume either forced upon you or you wore willingly? Uh, it was actually kind of what I already mentioned. Uh, it was actually a duck. Yeah. A duck. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was just a yellow duck one year. <laughs> I liked the color yellow when I was a kid and we just had a costume. I don't remember what it was from. And so I went around and I remember people would make fun of me because they wanted to turn into something scary. So I'd go to people's doors and I'd be like, you know, trick or treat. And they'd be like, are you like a vampire duck? Are you like, uh, are you an evil duck? And I was like, no, no, I'm just a duck. <laughs> I'm a duck. I appreciate that they're trying to punch it up, but yes. you're keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I just like ducks. So I was like, you know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was my, it was my crappy costume. That I, uh, yeah. I have to ask, how old was this duck escapade? Oh God. I mean, I must've been like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty young. Uh, it's great that at five or six, you had the wherewithal to be like, no, I'm not adding on. <laughs> and the duck concept is proven. I don't need to make it better by iterating upon it. <laughs> I think I think I just never really liked scary stuff. So I think I was just like, no, I want to. I just want to dress up. It was more for me, like wanting to. Yeah, it was like here's the time to play costume kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I just yeah never really been to the scary stuff. Life's too scary, man. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't get any more scared than I already am. Right. <laughs> I like to imagine that you brought a certain sense of levity to these people's lives by being a duck. They're like, you know, I tried, I tried to map scary things onto that duck, but I'm just happy I get to see it get dressed up as a duck. To be honest, just, with you. Yeah, just give me my candy. I'm a duck. Like, <laughs> what more do you need? Yeah, I don't owe you anything. I wore a costume. <laughs> It was a good costume, actually. It was a yellow one. So that was the, I mean, it was even less yeah. scary because it was like a chick. It wasn't even like a full grown duck. <laughs> oh, like, it right. was like literally the cutest thing. It was a chick, you know. Did it have uh, little webbed feet shoe? Yeah, yeah. 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 It was actually a good costume. I, it was for something else. And I don't, I can't remember for the life of me what it was for. I Did think one of my brothers to be was a, perhaps a, a duck in the nativity. That yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the famous story of the uh, the lamb and the duck, yeah. and the, duck. Uh, the lesser known parable that Jesus tells about a mm-hmm. duck. Um, right. And the yeah. duck was not a vampire, <laughs> and it the was duck good. Was not scary. Was not yeah, good. yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, I feel like wow. I've I feel like I'm going to get in trouble with my students. I've done a couple Jesus parables. Uh, and I haven't really, not because I'm trying to proselytize. I mean, we've read Nietzsche and stuff like that. So I've clearly like, we've done some atheist stuff, but I'm always kind of amazed that they don't like know any, know, know anything about the New Testament or they don't know any, <laughs> like any biblical references whatsoever. And I'm like, oh man, I was like, it's all of age. Yeah. I was like, all of literature before 1950 will be closed off to you. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, but you might need to learn some illusions at some point in your life. <laughs> I, I, I have a nagging question in my head. Yeah. 
because you talk about this duck in such positive terms, and this was the worst costume you ever had. So what was the best costume you had? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't... I remember going as a pirate. Uh, I don't really Ooh. remember many costumes, though. Um, yeah, pi- pirate is pretty solid. I was a werewolf. That was a good one. Ooh, you know? Teen Wolf. Uh, wasn't it was much scarier than Teen Wolf? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but werewolf's always been my my vampire or my creature of choice for Halloween. Yeah, I don't know about you all, but the, if I had to choose, you know, not werewolf or not zombie, not vampire, werewolf. Yeah. Mine's always been the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm I grew up in a swamp, so. <laughs> no, I, vamp- I, I spoke. I spoke over you, John. I'm sorry. I'm just saying I liked to dress up as a vampire. I uh, super quick Halloween story. I uh, I was passing a kid who was dressed up as a, an army man, and I was. <laughs> maybe eight or nine years old. And I was slowly learning how to interact with other people. And I said, uh, Hey, army man, or, Hey, G-, <laughs> you know, trying to like relate to another kid in a costume. And he replied, Hey, fat. So <laughs> I don't know if this kid is from the 1950s, Oh no! Uh, which I think we can dissect that. Uh, and maybe be like, Hey, it's unfair how something a kid said to you when you're nine carries with you until your <laughs> mid-twenties, like and becomes a pathology. But I, I remember specifically thinking at that time, like, that had nothing to do with my costume. <laughs> yeah. That was especially rude. <laughs> yeah. It, I, uh, I spent days thinking about that and then decades healing uh, from it. I think this person wrote uh, Teen Wolf because there's a character <laughs> there's a character in Teen Wolf who's just called Chubby. And yeah. um, his defining feature is, um, shockingly, that he's chubby. <laughs> I think before the year 2000, that was considered a personality trait. I really do yeah. think it was. Yeah, you, you had the, the hefty or the husky person who their entire personality was wrapped into the fact that they were just slightly bigger than other children. Yeah. That would actually be fun to create like the Myers brig for the eighties where it's like, you know, it's not introvert extrovert. It's like chubby jock, you know, just like what are the yeah. different character types, you know, dork. Yeah, which one do you fit into? Yeah. Foreign exchange yeah. student. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a husky guy with a Valley girl wing. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm nerd rising. Yes. Yeah, that was the beauty of the 90s. Nerds became, it was possible to get the girl and be a nerd. But I think they were just lying, actually. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. They really were. <laughs> I, uh, I think in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was like, yeah, it's cool that I'm a nerd. And then I grew up, I'm like, it's not actually cool. Yeah. Like, I make a decent amount of money, but I never actually became cool. There was there was a weird period in like the 2010s where like being a nerd was more acceptable, but then they nerds would just kind of throw the fact that it was acceptable into people's faces. <laughs> mm. Like they're nerds are cool now. It's like no, it's just you're we're no longer attacking people on, <laughs> about their interests. Yeah, yeah. I think if you have to assert that you're cool, it means you might not be cool. <laughs> right. 
Right. I think my problem is once nerd acceptance started when I was 18 or 19, normal people would be like, hey, Dungeons and Dragons. I'd be like, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. And the German version called the Dark Eye, where you have to eat or you'll die. And then people uh, stop talking to me. And I realized that uh, this, this social wave did not include the kind of people that I happen to be. Right. Yeah. You just went too far. You were nerd plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit too much for them. They weren't ready for it. Yeah. And they still aren't. <laughs> they, they really aren't. Henry won't, won't dare listen to me talk about the early 90s video game Robinson's Requiem, uh, released by a niche French studio. <laughs> I, I like the alliteration. Yeah. The first time you've ever brought this up. <laughs> I brought it up to you multiple times. I try to tell you the best part is when you talk to a guy and he's transforming into a werewolf to bring it all together. And it had a really bad English translation. And he says, I'm beginning to feel ravenous. And then it's into a werewolf. It's the, it's the best moment in all of art. But once again, I am losing people for my niche interests. So I will stop. No, there was a board game. Like we, uh, we used to play the werewolf version of D anD D, which is called Werewolf the Apocalypse. Oh, absolutely! Um, yeah. Vampire the Masquerade. Werewolf exactly. The Apocalypse, yeah. all good stuff. So I we were playing Vampire that, uh, and but there was a really funny D anD D like uh, popularization board game which came with a VHS. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but it's one of the. I mean, to this day, they have the video on YouTube, and I return to it every once in a while just to remind myself just how. Even as a kid, I was like, "This is the worst acting I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> Uh, but yeah what is the name of it oh god now i'm trying to think of what Sounds is the name super of it? familiar to me yeah it was some, something like dark citadel but no that's not no dragon quest i think that yes. was called dragon quest yeah yes and the that acting is right. just because it's great because it's like this guy dragon yeah yeah dragon quest and it's, <laughs> well the guy is just like and hit the hit the pause spell on your vcr <laughs> like, yeah, he has all these great puns you're like yeah even as a child i was just like oh my god i was like this is terrible <laughs> oh yeah no, VHS based board games is is it's gonna come back, y'all. That is a niche market waiting to be cracked open. Yeah, I can't use you know, I used to know this uh your mama so fat joke that had a VCR, but now the kids just won't get it anymore. But it was my favorite one, which was your mama so fat, she wears a VCR for a beeper. You know, you just can't really use that one anymore. Oh my God, I feel like you can't use that for three levels. <laughs> One, we no longer live in the permissive society that allows your mama jokes, but also VCRs and beepers. She wears a VCR as a beeper. Oh, the good old days. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, I don't know if you can tell a more outdated joke. <laughs> I was in hell for a while, all right? <laughs> that, that, that joke belongs in the Smithsonian. Uh, yeah. Hey, that would mean I get like published or something. <laughs> oh, well, again, but st- remember, you wouldn't earn any money. <laughs> so I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Proudly part of the 99%. Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta feel good about what you don't have control over, you know? (laughs) Better to die a Mario than live as a Bowser. Exactly. Die a Mario than live as a Chris Pratt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you know, I mean, so is, so there's an animated movie of Super Mario. It's not a TV series, like a movie. No, 
It's a movie. It's being done by the um, Illumination Studios, or same studios that did Sp- uh, Despicable Me, Secret Life of Pets, maybe Sing. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. They're just teaming up to do a Mario movie for some reason. Huh. So what's uh, who's going to do Bowser? Jack Black. Okay, that works. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's probably yeah. the one that I have the least objection to, honestly. <laughs> uh, Luigi will be Charlie Day. I can see that, though. Actually, I like that, too. Yeah. I like Charlie uh, Day a lot, actually. Yeah, so I don't know. The much-spoken-about Anya Taylor-Joy will be Princess Peach. <laughs> Wait, I don't know who that is. Uh, she's in The Witch, which won't help you. <laughs> or yeah. uh, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Don't say oh, something or... popular she's in. She's okay. in The New Mutants. <laughs> so is she the main character in Queen's Gambit? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, she plays yeah, yeah. the chess piece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's dumb. the queen. Sorry, that was a dumb uh, yeah, yeah. She plays both the main character and Mr. Scheibel in a, an Eddie Murphy-style makeup situation. <laughs> uh, she uh, she plays, I believe the character's name is um, Magic? Princess Romanov? I don't know. She's in The New Mutants. It's a good good, good movie. I haven't is seen it? I haven't seen New Mutants, but uh, it's not good. I watched yeah. it; it wasn't good. I was is a huge X Men fan, and and New Mutants was always what we would laugh at as as X Men fans. You would you would you would deign to read X Factor, maybe X Force, which was New Mutants before that, but mm. New Mutants was always kind of the laughing stock. It was it, really it was what you got pawned off. If you were a bad writer and a bad artist, you got pawned off to the New Mutants. It was a demotion to like the writers. Yeah. So, as an X-Men fan, maybe you can answer a question. Um, who's better, Cyclops or Wolverine? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, you know, it's weird. As a kid, I loved Cyclops, and I never really understood why, because I was the opposite personality for it. Like, I was the younger sibling, and, my, you know, in many ways, I think I liked him because he wasn't me. Um, and he was just like someone who actually had his blank together. Uh, you know, uh, I liked him cause he could shoot beans from his <laughs> eyes, which I thought was cooler than dumb claws. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess Wolverine is probably the more dangerous of the two, but yeah, I mean, Cyclops, yeah, he's a classic character. I don't know. I like the fact that you had this kind of pr- prickish character uh who was also the leader who had like i don't know he had issues uh i don't know i always like i, I like the x-men just because they were all complicated characters that had issues like none of them were none of them had their blank together i don't know what the, okay. the rating of this tv show is so, or you can podcast, say yeah. you can say uh, what you want to you can uh, say okay. Uh, okay i've said fuck okay okay you can say fuck okay. bag oh, i didn't very know common yeah. phrase get your fuck <laughs> bag together <laughs> Yeah, someone had their fuck sandwich together. Uh, <laughs> Wait, excuse me. I didn't say you could say fuck sandwich. We're going to have to bleep that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I used to go to the comic book store, yeah, and just uh, I would stack up all these comic books. And then, you know, and then my mom would look at me and be like, let's make that a bit smaller. <laughs> it was like a weaning process of like, <laughs> yeah. it was like, how small could you get the tower, you know, right. until it was the size that would, would be okay. Uh, and John, do you, do you have a preference between Cyclops and Wolverine? The age old question? Well, I feel like when I was a teenager, my answer would have been Wolverine because I think, uh, it's really interesting to have a character who has this 
horrible gift foisted on them. They have no control over it. Uh, however, Cyclops <laughs> is the exact same deal. All X-Men are the exact same deal. Uh, and I think that Cyclops has actually had a number of runs that show that he's a complicated but somewhat unlikable character who is still a leader because of their unique personality traits. I don't know. I feel like there was this false dichotomy in the 90s being like Cyclops is like Superman, a relatively mm. like weak character who's idealized and the leader, so you should like Wolverine instead. Cyclops is good. I think Cyclops yeah. is actually a pretty strong character. He can shoot beams from his <laughs> eyes. Yeah, that's pretty good too. I mean... And the cool thing is, like, it's not heat vision. It doesn't melt stuff. <laughs> it's kinetic energy. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, uh, Jean Grey is the best, one of the best characters in all of comic books. Yeah. No, Jean I mean, Grey's the best. Not in movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that's movie. fair. Never been translated into a different medium for some reason. <laughs> well, my favorite X-Men movie, and by favorite, I mean the one to make fun of, is the Dark Phoenix saga one where when they first tried it, right? And they kill Cyclops off and no one oh. asks about no one asks about Cyclops. Everyone's just no like, one wait. cares. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's he's so certainly sad. not dead, right? And you're like, no, no, they just killed him and no one cares. <laughs> and if we're being real, I was always a Colossus and Beast kid. Mm. Beast is, okay. as, as a nerd who always yes. wanted to be huge beast was mine and then i was a nerd who became huge uh, and i realized <laughs> it's not it's not easy to be beast <laughs> yeah i was gonna say my favorite was uh nightcrawler yeah oh, oh nightcrawler. i love nightcrawler yeah, yeah. Nightcra nightcrawler yeah. is one of the few that has an incredible showing both in the comic books and in the oh, movies yeah. that are directed by a terrible person. Uh, uh, yeah, but <laughs> not to name the person, but the opening of X2 with the Nightcrawler uh, pr president assassination attempt. It's one of the best moments in comic book movies, but then the rest of that movie is terrible. But I think that what they get wrong about his character in the movie, right? He's not, I mean, he's often, he's the, He's a comic, I feel like, in the comic books, and, and yet he's always, you know, he's very depressed uh, in yeah, many ways, yeah. but he's always, you know, he's always telling jokes. He always has this kind of uh, exterior that I feel like they never got right in the movies. Yeah, in the movies, he's super yeah. serious. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Very self-serious. Yeah. Uh, he's more like yeah. a Deadpool kind of character in some ways. Uh, oh. But, yeah. And, I like and the actual, some and, Deadpool. In the comic books, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. De Deadpool has a son. No, he What's that? Cyclops has a son named Cable <laughs> who can also shoot. Like <laughs> who is one, a friend of Deadpool? He's got one eye. I think he can shoot. No, I think he's psychic. I don't know. Uh, and but he famously, to, a friend of Deadpool. And yeah. he used to lead the New Mutants to bring it all back. I mean, full, full circle. <laughs> full. I'm. That's the circle we should be completing here. Nothing else. <laughs> Not oh. the circles in hell. Uh, or the rhomboids, or the parallelograms, but the circle. I don't like that you keep invoking these demons. <laughs> I don't want rhomboid to be knocking on my door. It, it will, yeah, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're very busy, not writing. Um, Absolutely. You've got some classes to teach, but, uh, you know, I, I do want to thank you for your time. And, um, I suppose, uh, if it's okay with you, can I plug, <laughs> can I plug your book? Yeah, I'd be honored, buddy. All right. Uh, the book is called how to dispose of dead elephants. Uh, I read it once years ago. And I, 
<laughs> strong endorsement. Very was, strong endorsement right out of the gate. It, it follows the tale of oh, Stub Maracas, a, a young... It's all right. It's it's really about uh, new mutants, really. So yeah. it's about it's, uh, about, it's yeah. about geometry and hell. I think is what yeah, it's about geometry, yeah. hell, divorce, it's about, powers, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. about everything it's, we've talked about you know, here today. Yeah, yeah Roman much. emperors yeah. and seizures, and, all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. So t- the, the, yeah, check out how to dispose of dead elephants. Um, yeah. Don't rest cups <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> Because you'll get these these white uh, Yeah. No, it just shows it's uh it's been well worn. It means it's been used. Yeah. yeah. I'll read. I'm gonna read it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just want to be clear that your plug so far has been. I read it once long ago. It has it has been damaged by my negligence. I swear I'll read it again. And, the, and then I glanced at the back cover to to get the the character's name. And then later on in that blurb, it's also revealed he just goes by Mark. You read a sixtieth of the blur. <laughs> it's it, it, the best part is it's probably the most wholehearted oh. endorsement I've ever had. Yes, yeah, so thank you, buddy. Friends made this mark. It's not even him. <laughs> I read it. It was really good. Oh my god! Oh god. Find it in your local bookstore. Yeah. How to dispose? That, of that might not be true. <laughs> um, find it. Ugh. On an evil website. Yeah, you that... can find it on an evil website. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, thank you all for having me, though. Uh, oh, I'm, absolutely. I, I'm absolutely. sorry I couldn't answer all your questions about hell, but... Um, I feel like yeah. we should ask just one question about how to get John out of this legal trouble he finds himself <laughs> in, but... Uh. Maybe uh, the greater right. the greater moral is that John needs to just accept that some things in life are not meant to be. Yeah. Listen, I did the crime and I accept the punishment. I don't know that's what the crime point. was, but I accept it. That's that's the yeah, that's the Kafka way, and there's a lot of Kafka uh, circles in hell. So yeah, oh yeah, do God, well. I can't do wait well. to be a roach. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to be a big old for, bug. Can't wait know. for an, an apple to be lodged in my back and then I die. My angry stepfather keeps threatening to hit me. I can't wait. You'll fit in well, absolutely. Um, <laughs> now, hell, now. hell is just living through Kafka. Absolutely. Now is the time where we sing our karaoke song backwards and and send our good friend uh, whose name has been Andrew Scum Grammaticus. Scum with two Ks, I believe. Ah, okay. Scum Uh, with two Ks, (laughs) Grammaticus. Yeah. Uh, You've been a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Um, Thanks for having me. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, if there's a publisher, I'll, uh, I got a collection of short stories. Uh, if any uh, publishers are listening, uh, you know, after that ringing endorsement from Henry, I'm sure they're going to want to uh, read my work. Uh, oh, no. I, oh, God. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, no, no. It's, I got nothing. Um, but, yeah. No, thanks for having me and uh, send me back to the netherworld. All right. Uh, so we got to – we all know how this works. We say <laughs> – the original chant that we said backwards, just the words, not the the, the phonemes, if you will. And uh, I remember what we said to, uh, yeah. to summon you. So, uh, But for the folks at home, John, why don't you remind them? Uh, yes, I believe we said horse, why no name? Right, yes, that famous ditty from my childhood, yes. horse, why no name? So we will say name, no why horse. 
All right, I'm ready when you are. Should I should I scream as you're doing this? Is if you want, if you want to scream, you're welcome to scream. None of the other uh, demons have asked permission to scream. I appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, I I I like to be a polite um, masochist. Yeah. Uh, All right, keep going. Sorry. All right, right, here we go. Hand on hand. Hand on hand on hand. Its name. No why horse. Uh, <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay, wait. You're, it's a little too early for uh, sorry, this. Sorry. Okay. And I start screaming. Here we go. A name. Why? 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 gone oh i feel like we learned a lot from that writer we did not how to write certainly but we learned that there are scary stories if you think about it for a second (laughs) that cyclops was cooler than wolverine (laughs) and that sometimes in life you just have to embrace the fact that you're not going to make any money through writing (laughs) Those are three very important lessons. And Henry, let me tell you something I'm excited to be. Uh, What are you excited to be? I'm excited to be doing this podcast, which means I will no longer be doing this podcast when I am. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to bring it back, trying to make it full full circle, try to let you know that the podcast is coming to it. You know what? What's happening? Are you ending the podcast somehow? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Scrap it. <laughs> okay. But Henry, what do you? What have we learned? What have we learned during the spooky sleepover segments? Oh. Other than how to successfully summon demons and then not tell the rest of the world about it. Well, I, we, we've learned uh, the concept of boundaries between people who don't know we exist and, mm-hmm. and ourselves. Uh, we learned that sleepovers, we've never had a sleepover now. We've, we've had a whole month of them. They're really fun. But I feel like they need to end eventually. <laughs> yeah. And I, I totally agree. I feel like I was not aggressive enough with Brad. And, and we also learned what? <laughs> huh? We also learned a whole lot about the structures and inner workings of hell. And, it, you know, honestly, besides tonight, it didn't sound like a bad place, but now it's full of math. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to go to hell. You're not as excited to go to hell. But no matter what, because of the deal we've made with Bear Elzebub, we are going there. Yeah, that's that's just a fact of life, and I feel like that'll be the ultimate callback in 40 years when this podcast comes <laughs> to an end. Yes. Hold on. Do I have 40 years left? Eh, roughly. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, um, so I feel like there's really nothing left to do but to end out this month and end out this series with a nice old social media plug segment. Yes. And I'll take it away. Uh, I Hold on, I dropped a beer can. Hold on, here we go. If you want to send us a spooky, scary story, you son of a bitch, uh, you can do that on Twitter by sending us a Twitter to ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for Henry. That stands for Z, uh, Stephen King's Twitter feed. 
That's right, send Stephen King a tweet and he'll send it directly to us where like this, a finger is on top of another finger indicating familiarity. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do so to email at zerocredits.net. It's a website and it works. We're on a series of podcast uh, platforms uh among those pod chaser good pods on which we are a featured podcast picked by the staff are we not is that not the one we're a featured podcast on uh i I haven't (laughs) checked i'm getting some notes from the booth i haven't checked lately but we applied and have not heard back which i don't think uh bodes well i actually received an email that we are and i I think i read that before you did so i wanted the notification we are yep we are on Good Pods Recommends. Why? <laughs> we are on Good Pods Recommends. We are also, uh, in in addition to those services, on Spotify. Search for Zero Credits Podcast on wherever the fuck you look for things on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Look for Zero Credits Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review and a rating. Five stars if you got them. Four stars if you're nasty. Uh, And that is one of the best ways for people to learn about the podcast. But the best way, without a doubt, is for you to sit in your friend's lap and for your friend to have someone in their lap and you, uh, fractal-like forever, continue to have an infinite number of friends sitting in your lap hand on hand on hand on your respective plectrums. Uh, And you whisper delicately into each other's ears, listen to the Zero Credits podcast because of the word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. Uh, so tell your fractal lap buddies, and we will be famous in no time. And uh, a big hearty thanks to Good Pods for, for some reason, picking us to feature. And I've got some work to do. But for now, everyone here at the spooky sleepover seance manor that we have been squatting in and need to vacate, we want to wish you a happy Halloween. Oh, 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 I actually tried to go spooky, but it sounded jolly. Goodbye. 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 We got out of there with my laptop battery at 2%.